Hi, and welcome to this special Good Friday presentation. We will participate in communion together in a few moments. Please have some bread and liquid available to eat and drink together. This is not a ceremony for a particular denomination or even our church. This is the table of Jesus. And if you are a believer, and you believe that Jesus died and rose for you, you are welcome to participate. Many people say to me, I don't feel worthy to participate in communion. But I want you to know, you have been made worthy to participate because of what Jesus Christ did on our behalf on the cross. I admit that Good Friday is not my favorite service of the year. Really, I like Christmas. <laughs> I love the miracle of the virgin birth, the pageantry of the shepherds, the wise men, the stable. I'm ecstatic about Easter Sunday because of the resurrection. I imagine the surprise of the empty tomb and them meeting Jesus out of the grave alive. However, Friday is necessary. And today, we reflect on Jesus and his interaction over the Passover meal with his disciples before he goes to the cross. The room would have been electric with anticipation. The hope of his disciples is that Jesus would overthrow the harsh and barbaric Roman rule. The disciples learn what it means to follow later. In Luke chapter 24, Luke documents some of the after events of Jesus appearing. A couple of his disciples were taking a seven-mile walk to Emmaus. They're talking with each other, reflecting on what happened, processing what it meant to them. Perhaps they're asking, how do we make sense of all of these things that have happened? As they're walking, Jesus comes alongside them as they are reflecting. Somehow, he hides his identity, but he converses with them, saying, like, how's it going, guys? And they look at him with two heads and, and say, where have you been that you don't know the events that have just taken place? And they describe Jesus to him as a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. And then they describe what had happened in the events around Jerusalem and the crucifixion and the reports of a, a body that is missing. From the description in Luke 24, you can see how they were wrestling with all of the happenings. There's no body, and we don't know what is going on. And then Jesus speaks into the conversation. And Luke 24 Beginning at verse 25, it said, He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. That is an interesting segue into the conversation, isn't it? Here they thought they were informing the stranger that joined the conversation, and then Jesus explains in verse 26. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things that he may enter into his glory. Hmm. Probably up until now, 
they had a different Messiah in mind. And then in verse 27, it says, and beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Boy, that would have been an interesting conversation to listen in on. So at this point, Jesus pretends he's going to keep going as these two disciples are stopping for the evening. But the disciples said to Jesus, hey, hey, why don't you spend the night with us? The day's almost done. We invite you to spend the night and you can continue in the morning. So obviously, Jesus stays, they sit down for dinner, and Jesus offers to say grace. And in verse 30, it says, when he was at the table with them, he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and began to give it to them. And verse 31 says, then their eyes were open and they recognized him. There is something mystical about the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the wine. It invites us to reflect on why Jesus came to live among us. Good Friday is good, not because Jesus was our suffering servant, but because he took our brokenness to the cross. The cross did not defeat him. The cross was on the road to victory. No one enjoys the cross that comes to our own life. We all enjoy strength and winning. We like stories of victory and overcoming. The fact is that without the cross, where we die to ourselves and our ambitions, our eyes are not open to recognize Jesus is present in our suffering and in our brokenness. He is with us in our confusion in our weakness, and in our pain. Like the bread, we must be broken so his victory can permeate our life and have hope of Jesus' victory. It says that when their eyes were open and they recognized Jesus, and he, it says he disappeared from their sight. Just like that, he was there to explain there to reveal, there to break the bread, and then he vanished from their sight. But now they learned something. In verse 32, they said, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? These disciples experienced God with them. They felt his spirit presence without his physical presence. They experienced, this experience prepared them for the future. And when Jesus seems hidden, we experience his presence through his spirit. Jesus knew these disciples would face new challenge, new persecution, and ultimately death. They needed to know what it feels like when Jesus is present. Can I ask you, do you know what that is like? 
Bev and I have experienced the ups and downs of life and ministry. We have suffered more than people know. It has been in the suffering that we have discovered the presence and the power of God. We have endured such spiritual battles that our physical lives have been impacted. I recall a time when I had to address an urgent matter with the members of our church. In the days leading to that crucial meeting, I was so crippled with back pain, I did not know how I would do it. Throughout the preparation, Bev and I submitted ourselves to God and trusted Jesus that he would be our strength. As I traveled from my house to the church, God touched me and there was not any pain left by the time I spoke to our members. We know what God's presence is like in the brokenness of life. And this is a necessary gift that every Jesus follower must experience. During COVID-19, when our world is turned upside down, it is an opportunity to open ourselves to the ministry of God's Holy Spirit, to have our hearts burn within us and to know that God is present and he is guiding us. When the disciples encountered the presence of God, verse 33, it says, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem, and there they found the eleven, and those with them assembled together, and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen, and he has appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized to them when he broke the bread. Friends, we're going to break the bread and drink the wine together in just a moment. But could I pray together with you before we have this communion moment? Father, I thank you. I thank you for what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. That he died, he was buried, and he rose again. But I thank you for the suffering that you did on our behalf so that we could know life. As we take the bread and consume the wine, would you allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us and may we sense your presence. And like those two disciples, may our hearts burn with the fact that you are with us in this moment. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. After supper, where the disciples were with Jesus, having the Passover meal, this meal was to signify God's rescue out of Egypt. You recall that over the doorpost, they were to smear the blood of a lamb, and the death angel came and killed every firstborn in Egypt, except for those who were under the protection of the blood. So Jesus and his disciples were experiencing and celebrating and remembering the Passover together. And it had a future significance that Jesus Christ 
would deliver us from our bondage and take us someday to be with him. So after supper, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Eat the bread with me. And then he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new agreement in my blood. You used to have to bring an animal and sacrifice that animal, placing all of your wrongs and your sin and your shame on that animal and it would be killed and the blood would be spilt and you would receive cleansing and forgiveness. But Jesus was giving them a picture into the future that his blood would be spilt once for all and that would be effective forever. And so he said, this cup is the new agreement in my blood. Drink of this together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your broken body and for the blood that you shed on our behalf so that we could know freedom and peace. Thank you that there is a day that you are, that you are coming back for all of us and it will be a day of freedom and victory where we will be with you forever in a place where there's no sorrow, no sickness, no COVID, no pain, and we will live with you forever. And you said you, on that day, we would gather around a table and we would eat and drink together. Place this hope in our heart, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me today for this special communion service. I invite you to join us Easter Sunday online. It will be a great day of celebration. Invite a few of your friends to join you online.